Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing the fifth yama, a paragraha, which is also known as non-attachment. So go ahead, sit back, relax, and enjoy this thoughtful discussion between myself, Jennifer Dixon, and Merritt Malouf Plum of the Energy Center. Thanks, and don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast. From Merritt Maloof Plum and Jennifer Dixon. I had to think about who we were today. Yes. And where we're from. That's and what right. we're doing. It's it's a rainy day and we've been running, running, running all morning and we're just finally starting to breathe. And this is our podcast we call Sacred Spaces. It's where we discuss the softer side of yoga. And I like that softer side. Yeah, we, we just kind of share these different philosophies and ideas with you. Not to change what you do, but to m- make it deeper, make it better. Like you can apply it to whatever you follow and whatever you do. And like I said, I'm Merritt Maloof Plum with the Energy Center. I offer integrated energy medicine both in person and from a distance. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram under the Energy Center or theenergycenter.com. And I'm with Thrive Yoga and Wellness, and you are hopefully finding us here at the Thrive Yoga and Wellness YouTube channel, as well as our sort of new podcast, which is on all of the major podcast platforms. Pretty exciting. So like like what we were talking about, we're just trying to dive in, give you something maybe a little bit different because if you are listening or watching a yoga podcast, then you probably are already kind of tiptoeing into the asanas. Those are the postures that we like to do. But maybe some of the stories or some of the philosophies are still kind of new to you. And so what we have been doing now for, oh my gosh, this is like six months now, isn't it? Yeah, we've been doing it. It's awesome. Yes. We've, we've been diving into some of the softer things, some of the, the things that may not be as talked about in a yoga class so that you can deepen your understanding of the practice and maybe even deepen your own experience and exposure with the practice. And so that being said, we are on week, technically week six, but this is week five in terms of breaking down all the different yamas. These ethical guidelines, if you will, for a yoga practice. It's actually the first limb of Ashtanga yoga. The Ashtanga means eight, right? So eight limbs of yoga. And what we have decided to do, guess what? The asanas, those physical pa- postures, they come after this. Mm-hmm. But yet, but that's basically what everybody focuses on. And sometimes it can get a little scary, like tiptoeing into these philosophies especially if they're new to you and they're using words that you're not familiar with like it can be a little scary and so what we hope to do today as we dive into this fifth yama otherwise known as you want me to say it yes all right a paragraha i'm probably not saying it correctly that's how i've heard it pronounced a paragraha but but sometimes i forget some of the last letters. So. Oh, yeah. So keep in mind, we're, we're girls from uh, the south, good old yes. southern region of the United States, so we may say things a little different down these parts. And it means non-attachment. That's right. So don't so, be attached to my pronunciation. <laughs> That's Just right. Great segue. Let it, let it all flow. Let it all flow. <laughs> 
Great segue. So today we're going to talk about non-attachment, a paragraha, and what it may, means to us and in the yogic center. Center, is that the right word? Yoga, yogic sense. In the yoga sense, yes. Yeah. yes. Struggling with my words here today. Let me drink some tea. Yes, so <laughs> so not, it's, an, it's essentially non-attachment, and it's taking all of the principles in the earlier yamas and teaching you to... <clears throat> let things come and go naturally all things break all things end and re and rebegin correct and instead of trying to rigidly hold on to an idea always being the same understanding that it's constant change and being soft with that which it, is not hard. only with possessions but with your love too yeah with how with you love yeah, with your love with everything, you know. So what we are have been reading the Yamas and the Niyamas by Deborah Adele. And she she's it's a really great book about like making these very ancient ideas come to life in a modern term. And she used a great exper uh, great example of going someplace and getting the same food every single time and then one day they were out and she like lost her gourd because they were out. And that hit home to me because I may or may not be a little bit guilty of that. I get into my ruts, you know, like, mm -hmm. I want to do this, I want to go here, I want to be here and do this at these exact same times. And when that doesn't happen, whoo, Nelly. It messes up your flow. It does, it does. And being attached to whether it's that meal or that schedule, for example, that can be, that can be uncomfortable but it's also, on the flip side of it, very liberating as well. Well, and, and I was just thinking as you were talking about that, how the universe seems, or God, or whatever you want to look at that as, is kind of testing us in this. Because I don't know anyone that's on the kind of routine that I used to be on. Where you get up at the same time every day, you go to the same place, you see the same people, you do the same task mm -hmm. every day, and that keeps things flowing. Especially you and I, because we own our own business and we're kind of pulled in so many different directions. This can be, it's, it's, it's a challenge sometimes to imitate the wind. Because you still have to have things done. But when you can let go of it, like I was having this experience earlier where I had too much to do for the time I had. Mm. And it My all life. it all had had to be done, mm -hmm. and you know I mean I had an appointment with someone, so when I have an appointment with someone, I'm there on the, at that time. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of flexibility in that. I mean, obviously, if there's an emergency, you would reschedule. But you know, you make an appointment; it's your business. You're there on time, mm -hmm. and so on the way over there, and this place was up a mountain, and you know, get me in the woods, and I can get there. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, is it going to make it flow any easier with you fighting like this, like resisting like this and like not breathing trying to get there because, and I was able to let that go. And when I got done, the many things I needed to do before we met, just, they just happened. It's, it's funny how they that works happened, out. You know, yep. so non-attachment is about your ideas about those kinds of things too and about love the love of your family you know we we tend to be possessive and we want our family to do certain things for this idea that we have 
which may have been real at one point, but then you have kids and things, you know. And, you know, you you put a lot of uh, restrictions on those that we love by not just loving them freely. Interesting that when, when I was practicing the last time with my teacher, somehow or other death came up, the death of somebody. It doesn't matter what it, what, what it was in regards to. And I said something in passing, and I didn't even think of it as not acting in a non-attached way. Uh, about being like how sad that it was. I, it was like, oh man, so sad that I don't have that person anymore. And my teacher said, why are you sad? They finished their job. They finished what they came to this earth to do. You got to have that experience with them. Don't be sad. And I was like, you know, smack across the face. It's true. It's like, just a general reminder. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like remem- remember to let go and that person has done their job and they're in a better place you know I firmly believe and so it was it was beautiful another thing that that Deborah brought up in the book is practicing letting go is a lot like your breath so oh yes I, like I, that I love analogy this, this that. analogy because your breath is life like it's your life you can't live without your breath however if you hold on to your breath, you know, have you ever gone underwater playing under in the pool and you're like trying to see who can st- swim the swim longest? Lo- stay under the longest. Yeah. yeah. That, that becomes toxic. All of the, the stuff that we're supposed to exhale, it can become toxic. And so on a, on a very, very easy to understand level, your breath is the first thing that we let go of to make us live and thrive. So what else can we be non-attached to? to be able to thrive and that that one I mean I was just like oh that was a big one for you yeah yeah mm-hmm. don't don't hold my breath because I, I I can do that but I, I can't too physically and I teach and, it like yeah. every day like it's what I do <laughs> the breath and 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 teaching these concepts you know that yoga and a lot of and most ancient wisdom speaks of is you know this freedom from attachment this you know, you let things be as they are, and you know. And I, I do believe. I don't just. I say I know this, but I don't just know it. No one can dissuade me from this knowing that these things that we hold on to as attachments within our body make us sick. Oh, I agree. I and agree. They the hold br- us down. And and again, the breath is such a powerful tool in breathing down to that and releasing it. I love that, letting it go. The I'll have to think about that for a second. There's I... there's a Buddhist story uh, where the the two Buddhist monks are going to cross a river and they're like preparing for how they're going to do it and planning it on the walk. And when they get there, there was a young woman, a young beautiful woman, asking them to help her get across the river, and the two monks kind of exchanged glances because they had taken a vow never to touch a woman. And the older monk just picks her up and carries her across the river and sets her down and continues the journey. Well, the younger monk was so shocked, he just could not believe that he had broken his vow and done this. And he was just so angry for, and he didn't speak, they didn't speak for one hour and then it turned into two hours. And then on the third hour, the younger monk was just, he couldn't carry it anymore. And he said, 
I, you know, I'm so shocked that you picked her up and carried her across the river because we're not supposed to touch women. And the older monk said, brother, I set her down at the river. Why are you still carrying her? Yep. Yep. And have you heard that one? Yeah, I love it's that It's just story. a beautiful reminder that, you know, I mean, and there's another one about can you build a raft and let it take you across the river and then leave it? Ooh. That one, that one gets me good. Yeah, me too. Me too, because I carry things, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes I don't even realize I'm carrying it until I bring an awareness to it. We collect things, you yeah. know. Yeah, And until you do intentionally go through and you're like, why am I keeping this, you know, that you realize that we have, we have a lot of attachments that we really don't need to carry. Yep. No, I, I love that story with the monks like I, I dropped her I put her down so all that that time ago I'd heard it like in terms of hours days it doesn't matter but it's it's the same principle what mm-hmm. else have you let go but non-attachment doesn't mean not being present or not enjoying things to the fullest in fact it might and if I could get my head wrapped around this a little bit better and practice it a little more like it, it could mean experiencing it even more to the full because you're letting it go when it's done. Yes. And so you you know like the the you know you're going to on a once in a lifetime adventure, you're gonna soak in every moment of that adventure, whatever it is. And so what if everything in your life is this once in a lifetime adventure? Mm-hmm. How glorious and how that would be glorious. The, yeah, like it's just what an euphoric feeling mm-hmm. if if you just let it all go and it's the essence of of non-attachment it's the essence of of joy and bliss it's just that you understand that everything's impermanent and you you cherish every but you but you know that it's not yours you yeah know? <clears throat> I love it we're borrowing all this you yeah know? yeah and there's nothing I love more than giving a cherished something that I love that is a big part of me and my home to someone else. And, and it comes up. People really, you know, they just show up and it's theirs and I know it and there's no hesitation. Yeah. Well, that's what the, the what is the expression? It's better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And and when I was little and I was told that, I was like, what the heck? No, man. Christmas Talk time. About. It's all about me. More yeah. presents. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then now that I have kids, I could give a flip. Like my husband and I, we save up and get, do usually we do a big present for ourselves and mm-hmm. we give it that's... to us. And so we love the present we got ourselves this year. It was one of those massage guns. But... It, we that didn't even come for six weeks. What Christmas was made of was the excitement of yeah. all the kids opening up all their presents and glee and the shouts and the screamings and the mess and we you know we didn't we opened up presents because last year we made the mistake of not opening up presents and my daughter noticed and she was upset and yeah. so we we opened up some presents you know it was basically I don't know if you do this I buy my presents and then. I buy his presents, you know, he's like, give me this, give me this, you know, Amazon, we love you. And, and so this year we had gifts, but we could have not cared a, a thing about our gifts. It was all about watching them yeah. with theirs. And, and it's beautiful being, like you said, just giving. And, you know, it has these implications where if we take it beyond just 
ourselves and the ones that we love being non-attached to, to so much to we're building, building, building like that raft. What else have we built that we could give away for the betterment of our community and our society and things like that? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such a big deal to me with the studio from the very beginning when I first took over back in, when was that, 2016, we have adopted a family for Christmas. Because as a studio, we have several hundred people, you know, we have thousands of people on the email list and you put enough small enough people together doing mm-hmm. a small, you can make an impact. And, and so every year we, we make it a point at the studio to try to give back to the community in ways that are small but meaningful to whomever it is that yes. we're building, that we're helping. And if more people, if we started here in the yoga community, in the Thrive community, just being non-attached to something and, and giving it forward, what kind of a beautiful place could we make for our children so we no longer are stealing from the future, which goes into a steya, one of the other yamas. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it automatically, what, by being non-attached to all of these things, it's, it's taking away any violence that you may have by keeping it, that, you know, ahimsa. So it's, it's I love how these jewels, as they, the book calls them, all build on each other, but they also, it's like this beautiful circle almost like the conch shell oh, where they, they keep yeah. building back and reinforcing mm-hmm. each other. Yes, and like we said in one of the previous episodes, the more you come to the mat, the more you come to the practice, the more these things are just naturally occurring because it's what your divine essence is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed exploring these yeah and we would love to know if you have as well today we covered a paragraha non-attachment non-attachment it is the fifth of the five yamas and next week we're going to cover all of them we're going to do like a little yeah, summary, a little summary right? and so then we'll go into the, the to, into the niyamas and so we would love to know what you thought about this idea of non-attachment wait you have a book well, I, there is there was something in there that I that I that helps me a lot with non-attachment that I was going to share, but only if it kind of spontaneously worked in. So is this not a spontaneous? It can be to be worked in. It can. I feel bad because I saw the book here and I no, want I want to see this wisdom. It's, yeah, it's it's a beautiful re- reading, and I use a lot of readings as medicine because. People just put it in so much more of an elegant way than I can. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I share a lot of readings, as you know. I love it. Yes. And this one, this is the Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. I'll try and, to put a link to it below. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And this one is called To Harbor or Release. And it's kind of, he starts out with a Tao quote. How can you follow the course of your life if you do not let it flow? The pollen collects until the rain washes away whatever has not been taken as seed. The moss forms on stumps and rocks until the feet of animals wear it off. The leaves that cover the path disintegrate in time to show they lost their way. It is the same with us. Our dreams collect like pollen until the sweat and tears of us living them 
wear, washes away whatever has not become possible. Our soft, gnarly clumps of attachment grow out of our stone, joy and sorrow alike, until what is food is eaten and what is not is worn away. Like fallen leaves, our memories cover our path until they are remembered out of existence, setting us free. Often the pain of resisting makes us rust like iron. And in order to re-enter the flow of life, we need to be scraped back to our original surface. Our feelings, if not released, bred the heart with their grit. Like windows filmed by weather, we wait on loving hands to be rubbed clear. It is inevitable. Experience covers us over, and the expressive journey lets us come clean to the table of light again. All things in existence participate in this involuntary cycle. For human beings, the process of living stains us repeatedly with the grit of being here, mm -hmm. with heartache and disappointment and the pointedness of being human, which can sicken us if harbored yep. or make us whole if released. Again and again, we, more than any other life form, have this majestic and burdensome power to harbor or release the impact of our experience. Humbly, we are asked to keep the flow real between what is taken in and what is let out. We have only to breathe to remember our place as a living inlet. Experience in, feelings out. Surprise and challenge in, heartache and joy out. In a constant tide, life rushes in and in a constant release, we must let it all run back off. For this is how the earth was made magnificent by the sea and how humankind is carved upright again and again by the ocean of spirit that sets us free. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for letting me. So, what can you let go of? What, what, are, is, what are you holding on to? Yes. What, what is keeping you from love, loving in a non-possessive way that sets another person free? Oh, beautiful. Um, what is it that if it breaks you would just lose it over and and let us know take a look because we all have these areas that we struggle with these things and let's let's work on this together yeah for sure and please like this on all the podcast yep. forums. and subscribe, and subscribe, to, subscribe our channel. to us we love to share space with you and we will be out every wednesday hopefully Barring, barring anything catastrophic from here for a while. We're not going anywhere. So let us know what you think and definitely hit subscribe on that button down below. And we cannot wait to see you again next week when we cover, when we basically summarize the yamas, the five yamas that we have talked about over the last, oh my gosh, it's been a month. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope that over the course of this next week, you will think about letting go of something. And as you do, experience what it feels like, experience the joy, the sadness, experience all the feelings, and then share what those are with us. Thank you so much for listening to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our episode about Aparagraha or non-attachment and that perhaps it evoked a little bit of thought on your part on what you can let go, just like it did for me. See you soon and don't forget to hit subscribe.